Yesterday I started the program with an opinion piece, as I always do, where I said the government has offered the teachers as much as they can, and in fact the government should be congratulated for it. And uh, to me, the teachers' continued rejection of the pay offer was reminiscent of, and I quote myself, truculent children. So it got published online, that's what happens to these things, and uh, whoever edited it decided that that was going to be the headline for it. So my, my article came out saying, our teachers are starting to look like truculent children, it said. So a bit later in the day, I got a message and it started like this. Mr. Dickens, I am an ex-teacher. And immediately I thought, uh-oh, here we go. Ex-teacher outraged that I'm starting to side with a Labour-led government and losing sympathy for the teachers. It's a funny old thing, isn't it? Uh, so it went like this. Mr. Dickens, I am an ex-teacher. And may I congratulate you on the excellent use of the word truculent. <laughs> excellent, I thought. That's fantastic. So today I thought I'd pay it forward and congratulate a writer. In fact, my old producer, Alex Bray, who now writes the bulletin for the spin-off for an excellent use of a word. And the word that he used excellently was hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. Uh, and in his column today, he used hyperbolic, and you know it effectively describes much of the discourse that poses as debate these days. This is how he, this is what he wrote. Alex wrote: Environmental groups have reacted with fury to the news that Austrian oil giant OMV might drill off the coast of Otago. The ODT reports OMV may end up drilling up to ten wells under existing permits. Environmental groups, including Oil Free Otago, 350 Aotearoa and Greenpeace, say there will be resistance to any rigs appearing off the coast. And then Alex wrote, This all rather underlies how hyperbolic some of the rhetoric around the oil and gas exploration ban got last year from both sides of the argument, given that this situation in Otago appears to show that it's still basically business as usual. And this is a very good point, and it's one I said all along. Taranaki, as I understand it, has not stopped oil and gas exploration. Well, there isn't any happening at the moment, but they have over 80 consented exploration licenses left that they can go and drill on if they want, if they believe that there's stuff there. Effectively, the oil and gas ban was on future exploration in the medium to long term. But short term, there's loads of licenses still to be drilled for. Uh, but the hype, the hyperbolicness, the hype, preferred us all to say, oh, oil and gas exploration is over, oh, Taranaki is over, oh, Otago is over, when they're not. Now, this is not to say that banning future oil and gas exploration was a good idea, because in my book it was not. What we really need... And it's not some ban, but a viable alternative so that the oil and the gas and the fossil fuel goes the way of the very dinosaurs they originally came from. But one thing I want to say, let's not believe the hype. And of course, hype goes both ways. Politicians often like to underhype things. They like to minimize the facts, like Simon Bridges and his team over the handling of the so-called junior staffer who unilaterally took down an anti-UN migration pact petition from the National Party website on the night of the Christchurch mosque shooting.
Turns out the so-called junior staffer, and that came straight out of the mouth of Simon Bridges and his media team, the so-called junior staffer is in fact a former senior ministerial press advisor who's been working for the party for six years, is a crucial part of their team, coming up with agricultural and environmental policy. He is anything but junior. So Bridges and his team uh, told us some fibs. And they also told fibs about when the post was pulled down. They said it happened before the mosque attacks, but in fact it happened right afterwards because the senior staffer realised that this was inappropriate. I think he did a good job. I think the National Party should thank him. But this poor bugger is now on leave from his job for doing something that many people think was absolutely the right thing to do. And many people in National think it's the right thing to do. In fact, the entire fact that National, a pro-immigration party, was supporting the hyperbolic protests against the UN migration compact was strange in itself. And many in the party are uncomfortable with that too. But I'll tell you what is not hyperbolic. It's a hard word to say sometimes, especially when you get excited. I'll tell you what is not hyperbole, and that is that Simon Bridges and his team once again found to be wanting.